Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. Now today, let me encourage you. I, I want to go to the word where I feel most comfortable, and I want to take you to Psalms 3. This has been on my heart for a couple of weeks now, and I believe that God has prepared it for this moment. Because if any psalm speaks to the moment that we're in right now as a church, is Psalms 3. In Psalms chapter 3, I'll walk you down these verses. But in Psalms 3, this is about what happens when it seems like life is falling apart. When it seems like family is in turmoil and things are going on that caught us off guard, Psalms 3 will speak to us. Of course, this is a song of lament. It is a song of David. It is a song of trial. It is a song of peril. It is a raw, uh, honest account of David's life when he's facing one of the most troubled spots of his life. We find it in 1 Samuel 15 through 1 Samuel 18. It's when his own son is after him, Absalom. Beautiful Absalom, long hair Absalom. Absalom who knew how to make alliances and come against his own father to usurp authority, to push his father and make his father flee on the run to have a military coup that would come against his father, Absalom. And when David pins Psalms 3, David's life is falling apart. His kingdom is falling. His life is on the run. His life is at stake. He has no plan. He has no strategy. He's wondering, who can I trust? When his own son is coming against him, he is no doubt wondering, is there anybody in this life that I can hold on to and be a friend to me? And the verse that really gripped me, saints, is this, is verse 2. In verse 2, he says, many who are against me. It's not just one. It's not just two. Have you ever felt like that you're at that place in your life that everything is stacking up against you? That all your enemies are conspiring together? That the enemy has, has, has wrote out a specific blueprint on how to destroy your life? He's lined up everything all at one time. You know, it's one thing to fight on this front or to fight on this front. But when it's your finances and it's your health and it's your children and then it's COVID and then it's all these things that surround us and they all come together at one time. You ask God, God, where are you? Where are you at to defend me? God, why do I feel like I'm by myself? God, why do I feel like even my own family's against me? That's where David is in Psalms 3. He says, many which say, and this is what gripped my soul, that there is no help for him in God. The NLT says it this way, his enemies are declaring that David's God will never rescue him. David is too far gone. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Have you ever felt like the enemies of your soul were saying to you, this thing is too far gone? It will never change It'll never change at Palmetto Street. It'll never change on your job. It'll never change in your home. That all these things that are taking place in your life right now, the enemies are in unison singing against you, saying that this thing is too far gone. Even God cannot help his own man. I felt like that a time or two in my own life, that I was so far gone from God, or maybe I sinned. Maybe I put myself at a distance from God, or, Maybe things that I did, and, and even David's life. And, you know, there were some things that David did with Uriah and Bathsheba that began to line up his life 
where there were some things that he brought on his own self. He opened up his own house to where his own daughter was violated by her brother. And then the other brother defends her and avenges her and brings more shame upon the house of David. Surely David thought he brought up most of this on himself. But yet David did not give up. David did not quit in this moment of peril. David did not quit when he felt like his life was falling apart because if you'll just go to verse three, and I'm gonna give you three things that I'll quit. In verse three, the Bible said, but thou, O Lord. See, that's the first step there. When you feel like everything is falling apart, run back to your source. Run back to your sustainer. Run back to the one that you can talk to and trust even when it feels like your own family is fighting against you. Run back to God in prayer. He says, but thou, O God, and he lists three things. He says, first of all, God, you are my protector. He said, you are a shield for me. God, you are a shield for me in my time of trouble. David might still be king, but God is still his protector. David might hold position and David might hold title, but the title and the position that David now has on his life came from God began in God and will continue in God. David has his title as king because God chose him to be king. God found him on the backside of a sheep field when his own father would not even bring him to the table to be recognized by God himself. David was put there because God sent a prophet to him to find him because God gave a promise to his people that he would raise up a king that would be after his own heart. So now that David feels like his world is falling apart, David goes back to this, this thought, God, you are my shield. You have been my shield. You have been my protector. You have fought battles for me, and you will still fight battles for me today. I, I want you to hear me, church. We didn't see today coming. It's really not a big thing. We're pausing for a Sunday. But to a pastor who loves to be with his people every Sunday, to see the faces of the people, to see the children of the church, to see like last Sunday when we had a lady sit back to the right who came to me after church and said, Pastor, I'm here visiting my family, but I wanna thank you for preaching the word of God to my daughter and my son-in-law and to my grandchildren. I know the word is being preached at Palmetto Street. And then this past week, she was called home and she now stands in front of the presence of the Lord. See, on Sunday, what we do here matters. And to not be with you today is troublesome to me. But I go back to this. God, you're a shield for me. See, a shield in the Old Testament for David protected him against the enemies of his soul who threw arrows and spears against to kill him and to take his life. That shield would protect him from the swords that were coming against him. And the shield could protect him at all sides or on all sides. I'm so thankful that I serve a God who when I can't see trouble coming, he sees it afar off and he protects me at all sides. I come to let you know today, God is still your shield. God is our protector. God has protected us. God is protecting us and God shall protect us in Jesus' name. I'm not defeated. I'm not upset. I'm perplexed at times, yes. It's been a, it's been a year for my family with death and trial. But I proclaim today, 
And I declare openly before you, not as a pastor or a preacher, I declare to you today that God is still my protector. He has brought me this far. He is keeping me and he shall keep me in the storms of my life. I didn't, I didn't start serving God just for the mountaintop experience. I, I love the mountaintop experience, but I know the God of the valley, Psalms 23 and the God that led me there will walk me through the valley. I'm not going to stay in the valley. He, he's going to walk me through the valley in Jesus' name. Two, the day, not only is God your protector, but God is your defender. Verse three would declare to us, but thou, O Lord, are a shield from me and my glory. Glory was honor that belonged to the king. What glory does David have here in Psalms 3? He's on the run. Some theologians see him as a barefooted king running from his palace. Maybe so. We know he had to run hastily. He's running from whom? Not the biggest enemy on a foreign soil. He's running from his own child, raised in his own home because of his own sin and because also the pride of Absalom, who that same pride would one day take his life. He has a, a child that's been violated by a family member. Another child that's brought vengeance on that child. His home is in disarray. His life is a mess. He finds himself on the run and his enemies are singing together, laughing at him and mocking him and saying, where is your God? Your God's not gonna protect you. And he even says to them, all the glory that you once had when you held up Goliath's head is now gone. But I want to remind you today, even though you may be facing public humiliation and you may seem like that you've gone too far, I want to remind you today that I know the God of second chances. I know the God that's a refuge for us. I know a God that will come to us and say, if you call upon my name, I shall answer you and show you things that you know of not, according to the Old Testament prophet. I know a God that says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So who declares among us today that God doesn't give a second or a third chance? Who is it among us today that laughs at our folly and says to us that we will never have redemption? I say to you that glory doesn't belong to you. Glory belongs to God. And you don't know the end of my story. I'm just in the third chapter of my life. And you thought it was the end of the book. You better keep reading, child, because God's not finished with me yet. And I want to encourage somebody else today who you say, Pastor, I've done some things and I've called some things and I feel like my enemies are about to overtake me. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Be strong and mighty in the Lord. Let God finish your fight. Let God fight your battle and keep walking, keep walking. Keep putting one foot down in front of the other and watch God raise you up in spite of your enemies and in the presence of your enemies. Not so that you can boast of your own merit, but that you might boast of a God who cannot fail you. And then lastly today, verse three. He is a restorer. The Bible said that he will lift up their head. In the Old Testament, that was a, a, an expression of restoration. You remember when Joseph said to the cupbearer in a series that I did last year, he says, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your place of office. It was a public position or a public approval where God would raise you up in the presence of the people who saw you fall and place you back into that position. But, it, but it's more than position. I, position alone is not enough. I believe it speaks to joy. I believe what God was saying to David as they were having that conversation I believe that God was saying to David, you know the joy that you had 
And you would say, but David is saying this back to God, but he knows the nature of God. He knows who God is and what God has done in the past. What God's done in the past is a testimony, and it's a testimony of what God can do and will do in the future. So when David is saying that, I believe David's talking about that joy, the joy of the innocence of his childhood, the innocence of the sheep field, the innocence of how the Holy Spirit would come upon him and he would slay the lion and the bear. I believe what he was talking about was God was going to lift his head back up. Anytime when my child makes a mistake and I correct them and I find out their, um, their sin, their folly, their mistake, their disobedience, the first thing I ask him to do is drop his head. Well, I correct him, but I don't leave him in the, that state because I don't want him to walk around defeated the rest of his life. After I correct him, I, sometimes I'll put my hand up under his chin and I'll raise it up and I'll say, look at me, son. Or when my son makes a mistake or on a football field or baseball field, he, he makes an error or the pass was not perfect, I, I'll get him later and I'll try to teach him a little bit. But then I'll put my hand up under his chin and I'll say, look at me. You'll get another chance. You're better than this. Ashton, you're better than this, son. I'm not raising a rebellious child. I'm raising a God-called person who's anointed to do a specific task. And I'll raise his head up and I'll say, look at me. You are somebody. You're my child. Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. You belong to me. You belong to Jesus Christ. And God's going to do something great in your life. That's what God's doing right here. Oh, I, I feel like I can shout right here. My goodness. He's raising his chin back up to say, this thing's not over you are my man and you're still called and I've got your back and this thing's going to work out. It may have some twists and some turns along the way, but don't give up on God because God's not giving up on you. I don't know who I come to preach to today. But it's not all falling apart. God's just setting you up for the greatest miracle. When this happens, when joy's going to be restored, let me tell you, get on verse 5 and I'll close. The only proof, really, that, that David has of this in verse 5, he said, I laid me down and I slept. I'll wait for the Lord sustained me. David says, the proof, the proof that I have that God will do these three things, last night I went to sleep and I slept peacefully. And in my most vulnerable position, when I did not know what was going on in my world, God watched over me. He sustained me. He got me up today. And it's going to be all right. That was his proof. It's yours as well. Palmetto Street today was, was perplexing for us. We're, we're at Thanksgiving and we had this great communion service planned. And, and Christmas is coming and we're still going to do a lot of the things that we have planned. I, I, I don't mean it that way. But, but what I'm saying is the momentum that a pastor is seeing in the church. People are being saved. And, and, then, and then you have a little... little COVID comes up and you go, you go, God, what's going on? But I'm going to remind you, God is in control. Last night I, I went to sleep in God and today I got up by the hand of God. And God watched over me and he watched over my family and he watched over my children and he watched over you as well. So get up today and put a smile on your face. Get up today and know that you belong to a great church. Get up today and know that God is for you and not against you. Get up today and enjoy your family. Have a cup of coffee. I pray that you're listening to the sermon right now or in the future. When you listen to it a second or a third time, I will remind you that the same God that watched over you last night is the same God that will watch over you tomorrow, next week, and also in the future. By the time that David declares that, go down to verse 7 and I'll close. David said, God, it's time to fight. 
What, what did he say in verse seven? Watch what David, I, I'm not telling you to say this. He said, arise, O Lord, and save me, my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies on the cheekbone, and thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. That's my God. He, he has smit those on the cheek and broken the teeth of the ungodly. David's not playing games here. David knows that God fights his battles. And he fights yours as well. Be encouraged today, Palmetto Street. Your God is in control. Your life is not falling apart. You may be walking through some difficult times. You may be perplexed, thinking, oh, goodness, Lord, is there another outbreak of COVID? That's, no, I'll stop all that. Trust God today. Trust the God who protects you, defends you, and lifts you up and restores you. Watch the last verse. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. I believe it was Madison the other Sunday at the altar who was singing, victory belongs to him. And it does. Be encouraged today. David had to come to the realization, I don't like what's going on. It doesn't feel good. I can't believe my old son is doing this. But I know this. I know who my God is. And even though my enemies are telling me it's over and that I'll never get up, the devil is a lie. God's not finished with me yet. I will arise again and I will fulfill every purpose that God has spoken over my life. Get up today. Get up in Jesus' name. Get up in the presence of your enemies. Get up victorious. Get up with a song. Get up and square your shoulders back. Get up no matter what they lie on you, say about you, declare about you, talk about you, gossip about you. You shake off that nonsense in the name of Jesus Christ. You didn't serve God for those halfway uh, church people. You serve God because God was good to you because he is true and faithful and honest. He is your redeemer, your salvation. He is your victory. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and realize your God will not fail you. Be encouraged today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.